Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendes. This is the big match preview on this week's show. We'll be looking back at Tuesday evening's 1-1 draw uh, with Lincoln City at the Valley and ahead up to Saturday's trip uh, up to Bolton Wanderers. A very difficult run of fixtures coming up for the relegation threatened addicts. Joining me to have those conversations plus much, much more. First up, top right of the screen, Mr. Tom Wallin. How you doing, Tom? Yeah, all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Sort of uh, reasonably pleased that, in a way, with a twenty-minute spell at the end of a game, we stopped the rot. Uh, still concerned that we haven't won in in about fifteen years. But yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Bottom of the screen there, uh, a man who's finally put his Christmas tree away is Mark Newby. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, I'll, I don't know. I might get it out again next week. See if it brings us any luck. Yeah, well, it hasn't for the entire Christmas period, to yeah, be fair. Blame me, blame me. Yeah, so there we go. I noticed Mark's wearing his England uh, rugby shirt, which I won't, won't be passing any comment on to Tom at this moment in time. So uh, on this evening's show, as I said, we'll look back at the game with Lincoln. We'll hear the goals uh, shortly. We'll also hear my post-match chat uh, with the Addicts boss, uh, Nathan Jones. We'll discuss the fact that George Dobson is still here. Obviously, on Sunday morning, we were discussing the fact that he was about to be off, but there was a late late U-turn from the Addicts. So we'll talk a little bit about George still being here. Uh, uh, then we'll look ahead to Bolton. We've got a guest uh, from Trotter Chatter. Ben's going to join us uh, later on in the show. I think the team news will be particularly interesting for Bolton because it sounds like they're missing a couple of big hitters. Uh, and we'll hear from Nathan as well ahead of the uh, the game. Nathan Jones, not Nathan Miller. No one cares what he thinks uh, about the game, of course. So uh, good evening to everyone in the chat as well. Uh, all hell let loose uh, is in there. Charlton fans in there. Uh, saying uh, good evening, David Evans, Keith, Sam, Martin, Dudley, uh, Manuel. Everyone, let us know what you make uh, of Tuesday's game. Let us know your feelings ahead of Saturday as well. Any changes you'd like to see uh, to the side? Is there a bit of a, a selection headache up top, I wonder, uh, after after what we've seen over the last few days? Um, let us know your thoughts on that. Before we hear the goals then, quickly, Tom, just sum up how you felt after that game against Lincoln. We were a goal down at half-time. So it's now 20 games without a clean sheet. Uh, Rico Hackett on his return uh, to the Valley. But Freddie Ladapo slammed home his first Addicts goal inside the final 20 uh, to rescue a share of the spoils for us. Uh, obviously, it means we are now... Uh, is it still uh, one point above the relegation zone with uh, three games in hand for Port Vale? Uh, two games in hand for Cheltenham as well, who aren't that much farther behind us. So can't, can't sit here and pretend we haven't still got problems because we've had a good 20 minutes. But the game itself... Yeah, I think in answer to your first question, how did I feel kind of leaving the ground? I think encouraged. Um, I, I saw people kind of saying you shouldn't be giving credit for, for effort and for running around and for for getting back into a game. But I think, to be honest, with the side we've got and the run we're on, I don't know what more we can really expect from this group. Uh, I'm not saying that that is long-term what you want from a side, but at the moment, 
they're not giving as much else, are they? They're not giving as much quality. So to dig in, to work hard, to look like they actually had met each other before and to get back into that game and take it, I would have said, a, a decent point is encouraging. The table itself is terrifying still and we've got a lot of work to do to move away from, from the relegation zone. But I was encouraged by what I saw. Obviously, things like Chuck's back, Pan back were also good. Um, but yeah, look, the reality is we're still down there and we've got a long way to go to be safe. So, yeah, I was largely encouraged. I thought Lincoln, by the way, were awful. And given that I've seen Charlton at the Valley every time, because Charlton are always at the Valley, they are one of the worst sides I've seen down here. And com compared to us, that's going some. But for them to be where they are on the, way, the run they're on, it just goes again to my point I've made since day one, which is we should have been out of this league comfortably this year. But we're not. We're where we are. Um, it's it's a point, it, as Nath would say, another point on the board, and, and we kick on and try and use that now to to start to gain a bit of momentum. There's still a good chance we could be out of this league at the end of it, uh, Tom. Don't 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 you worry about that. Let's have a listen back then to the goals uh, from Charlton TV. As always, your commentators were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. And him. now Hackett cuts inside Backinson. Forward run from Rohn's good. Rohn with the cross and Dobson's there to head, but only as far as Hackett controls. And Hackett will go for goal and finishes beyond Eistead. And against his former side, it's Hackett who gives Lincoln the lead. Yeah, the jink passed on that left hand side to create the space in the first place ball across then not dealt with properly a little touch from Hackett drills it past Eisted afterwards it's just that unconvincing header clear which we've seen on a number of occasions this time it's Dobson it's a good header as well up towards uh, Ladapo and Ike takes over it's a touch and Ike Ladapo to the edge of the area gets the shot away Nico involved, little touch. Ladapo took it on his own. Edge of the penalty area, slams it home for the equaliser. Oh, what a moment for Freddy Ladapo. Hasn't had a lot of joy since he's arrived in SE7. But that's a touch of class with that strike. Again, it's a Nike in the initial build-up. Getting to the ball, getting across O'Connor. And the rest is all down to Ladapo. It's a wonderful strike. Jensen gets the touch, but the power is too much. And Charlton were looking for a spark. They're looking for way back in this game and we thought it might take something good. And that's a wonderful strike. And suddenly the crowd has lifted. How vital could that goal be? There we go. Cheers uh, to the boys for the comms there and to glop up for recording. Mark, so it's now, I mean, it's now 14 games without a win. Um, that's the longest run anyone's gone in League One uh, on without a win this season. I've been told that if we make it 15, then that will equal Forest Green Rovers, who apparently have gone 15 at some point in League Two without a run, without a win this year. So we could potentially on Saturday have the longest winless run in the whole of the top four divisions, uh, which is obviously problematic. I, I think coming away from it, I, I was still a bit, mm, you know, I, I'm only really concerned about points now, but seeing a lot of reaction on social media, I think people are taking a lot out of that last 25 minutes when surprise, surprise, Chooks and Ike's on the pitch, you know, Pan Kamara's on the pitch, Freddie Ladapo's actually playing 
you know, and scoring, we started to look okay, and and people are holding on to that as, as what might be what can get us out of this mess. Well, it's it's true because if you look at that strike force, and Tash summed it up when she said, you know, Aniki and Ladapo in in Vista Vision as a strike force is 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 filth. It really is. Um, and tactically, I just thought Nathan Jones got it right. He let May and Kanu run their defence all over, soften them up and tire them out. And he brought on a couple of them, um, big lumps, who can hold on to the ball. And, you know, the proof is in the pudding with a goal which was put away. Um, there were still, you know, signs from concern with mistakes being made. We got away with a couple. But I, I did think it did seem to be a bit of a, a mental change amongst the players. It seemed to be... When people talk about the effort they put in, it just seemed to be a, a non-stop effort. They're, what, they're, they're trying to concentrate the whole of the whole time. And I thought Anderson in midfield was energetic and people looked for the ball. I was quite impressed with the um, right-back, uh, Ramsey, until, until he went off injured. Uh, in, in it, he seems to sort of like radiate enthusiasm and think himself, there were signs, and I can understand people coming away and saying, oh, no, this can help us. And it, it can. If you look at, if we manage for people with injuries, and we can tactically, we've now got a manager who's tactically astute and can actually look at something and change it during the game. I mean, I, I don't think there were many people there, when he was making a substitution, would have thought Alfie would have come off hand on heart. I don't think anyone would have said, you know, take Alfie off because you're going to say, well, hold on, he's our top striker. But it was just the right thing to do at the time. And logically, you know, it can't. my worry is we are running out of games to try and claw some points up and get up the table. And it does seem to be a small gap above us. So, and we have got some tough games coming up. But I don't think now we're going to look the soft touch we have done for the last, you know, 10 games, 15 games or so where teams only had to turn up, look at us, and our confidence was straight down the gurgler. So mm. it's it's a confidence thing, Nathan getting his ideas into them. So it's a combination of things, and I can understand people coming away from that game feeling positive, and I'm, and I'm not going to knock that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but also, I guess at the same time, Tom, I still harbour some concerns that we we didn't create a great deal, particularly in, 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 in the second half. Weirdly, like in the first half, like we had a couple of chances for Backinson, who you never really fancied to be the man to, to take them. Uh, second half, obviously, we, we got the goal, which was a fantastic strike from Ladapo, which we'll add to. Maybe other than that, there was that one where Tanae Watson was played through, who had a surprisingly like good game on the wrong side. Uh, and then right here, Eden coming on and, and having a chance. It, it, it wasn't, in terms of going forward throughout the 90, the most fluid. But what did feel different in that, second period was it did feel like we were putting them under more pressure when we did have that battering ram up there to try and cause a bit of chaos I mean don't forget Lincoln have got the third uh, or fourth best defense in the division outside of the top three so maybe hopefully that played a part but obviously there will still be that fact that we are missing someone like Corey who can create chances out of nothing I think considering we've we've had games recently where it feels like we concede after the final whistle like we just find any way to lose a game the fact that I didn't, even when that 10 minutes went up, every game that that's happened where we've had long periods, I think all of us are like, oh, no, like that means we're going to concede in this. In this, You think back to Northampton-Appleton's last game as a prime example, but I could have listed about 20 of them this season. 
I didn't feel in that 10 minutes like that. I felt like, okay, well, we're coming at them and we've got a chance to take this game to them rather than the other way around. Uh, and even though they had a couple of counters and, and sort of broke, we were tactical, you know, we, we hauled them down on the halfway line. We did whatever we had to do to secure that point. Um, you mentioned Chucks there, uh, and I think, yeah, his his impact, although not quite the level of some of the games we saw in that period earlier in the season, it clearly made a big difference. And I think, look, it's it's the question everybody knows. If he stays fit, then then the chance of us staying up is massively, massively increased. But you're right, we still didn't have a lot of shots on target. I think that Eden one right at the end was probably the best one of the lot that I can think of. But a bit like Mark said there, you know, May coming off was not only the right decision, but May has gone a long time without scoring now. You know, he can get the odd goal out of nothing, but, you know, he's not been he's not been brilliant. And I know he's been in a bad team, so I'm not for one second saying he, he deserves to be dragged off every week or anything like that. But... You know, you put Chucks and Ladapo in there, you freshen things up. We've now potentially got four strikers we can rotate. I know Chucks we're going to have to be careful with. Um, and I think maybe things will start to click, but I agree we're still a long way off doing that. Um, so, yeah, lots of positives, lots of positives, but still plenty of things to work on. Defensively, the goal, you know, a little bit sloppy still. Um, I didn't think Thomas was as good as he has been. So there, there were play things to improve, but... Yeah, it, Rome wasn't built in a day. I think Nave said pretty pretty similar after the game. Problem is, we haven't got a lot of time to turn this around. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was more positive than I expected when I was walking down for kickoff. That's for sure. Mm, yeah, I mean Daniel says that Ladapo and Chucks could be an unreal uh, partnership, and up until twenty minutes from time on Tuesday, you wouldn't have heard many Charlton fans really praising Freddie Ladapo that much. I mean, he got dropped. So you can't get away from it. I think he spoke in his post-match interview about how he'd find, found it a bit confusing so far, his time. But I, I, we, we've been saying the whole time, I, I don't understand why he's been so bad, Mark, considering the pedigree he comes with. So hopefully that could be a bit of a turning point for him. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> obviously he loves scoring against us, so we want to transfer that so he can score against other teams. And when he took the ball off Chucks' toe, you know, he he was having it. And it's funny because sitting right behind the goal, for both goals, I mean, Rico's goal was was good. He really hit it well. But this one, as soon as he's hit it, we're, I'm, we're looking and it's past the keeper. I looked, when I looked at the replay, I thought maybe the keeper could have probably got to that. But the power and as it went past the keeper, it wasn't. It was a great strike. And from that angle as well, Um Sometimes you're thinking it cut it low. No, it was a great strike. I think, you know, when he came to us, we thought he went straight in as the number one striker. Obviously, he wasn't fit enough. Obviously, Appleton didn't know really how to use him properly and didn't have the um, tools to get the best out of him. And Nathan's obviously looked at him and gone, right, this is your strength. You can come on. You can bully the tired defenders use your height, use your size. And like Tom says, when it got to like, with 10 minutes to go, the 10 minute board went up. I didn't feel, oh, this is one going in. I, I thought it was written in the stars. We're going to get a last minute penalty and Chucks is going to pick the ball up. And no one's going to get it off of him. I thought it was written in the stars for like a Hollywood finish. It, we didn't get that. But I, I think it's just a different kind of like mentality through the team. And I think them coming on and you could see Chucks, you know, the effort and trying to get the team, you know, to, to kick on again. And and it, it did. It, it transferred itself through. 
So, you know, I, I wouldn't be tempted, even though he scored, I still wouldn't be tempted to start Ladapo uh, against Bolton. I'd still probably go with the same two up front and try the same tactics, see if it'll pay off for a second time. Mm, yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting to almost reference it as a, like a bit of tactical genius, but in reality, it's it's Dean, it's, it's uh, Nathan doing the only thing that's worked for a lot of our managers over the last few years, which is just waiting until Chooks and EK can come on. It's just remarkable the the ability he has to change a game, you know, because that's when it was working for Michael Appleton. Don't forget, that's what that's the the, the hidden formula with this squad. Chooks and EK or Miles Lieburn off the bench makes things all right, and uh, hopefully. That will be what we can do in the running. Dean said, uh, more encouraged after Tuesday. Get the next three games. Uh, we have more than enough now with the players uh, coming back to go on a run, playing teams in and around us and mid-table teams after that. Yeah, obviously the top three uh, coming on soon. Um, Sands asking if uh, Ladapo and Chucks up top would work uh, if May was as a number 10. See, that's why I think like May would work superbly alongside Chucks and Ike. Because anything that gets played into his path, he'd feed off uh, uh, comfortably. Dan says, uh, thought Thomas was off, uh, but Jones uh, was solid. Yeah, I thought Lloyd Jones has had a couple of good games. I mean, Martin's been talking about the enthusiasm that Nathan Jones shows on the touchline. It's the first time to see him at the Valley. Uh, Tom, did you did you like the way he operates in and around the technical area and, and pretty much up to the edge of the centre circle, the amount the amount of time he spends on the pitch? Yeah, a bit of, bit of good acting, wasn't it, from, uh, from Nathan there? But... Um... No, I think uh, I can't remember if it was in the chat or if Mark said it or if I'd just seen it somewhere. But that that catches on. I, I still go back to the fact that Appleton said it, and I know Louis, you've said you know you you only read so much into kind of touchline antics, but I think for the crowd, the crowd feed off it, even if the players don't particularly. But I think the pl- these players do as well. These players are not very good, and they need a lot of direction. And if you've got a a, a little bloke there with his hands in his pockets, not telling you anything. You could see him every time it went out for a throw or a, or a corner or something. He was moving people into the places he wanted them. Appleton never did that. So they just chose where they stood. And ultimately, more often than not, it was the wrong place. Uh, some of them on the pitch being the wrong place. But with with Nathan, you can see him telling people where to stand and basically guiding them through the game. And You'd hope players who are at this level of football don't need that. But to be honest, I think based on this season, they do. And of course, he's trying to do things slightly differently as well. So they're also learning him. But I genuinely do believe that plays a big part. And I know that stupid Ipswich 4-4 game was ridiculous and a bit of a one-off. But the way that Garner sort of galvanised the fans when he got sent off there, it contributed to the atmosphere. Of course, it didn't necessarily mean I knew we were going to go on to to draw 4-4. But it made a difference to the crowd and that home crowd's going to be important. As a couple of the people have said, once we get these next three games out of the way, we're playing a lot of teams around us and they're going to be scrappy and it's going to be a fight. It's not going to be a, a sexy game. You look at how many times Lincoln were just lumping it. We're going to have to deal with that. And if you've got a crowd who are behind you, you've got half a chance. If you haven't, it's going to be much harder. So yeah, whether it's acting or whatever, I think it does have an effect and, and I think it, it makes a bit of a difference. I don't think it's going to be the only difference, but I think uh, it was encouraging and it's just refreshing to see a manager who's got that passion. Yeah, I ran out of milk, says uh, Pan Kamara uh, is a class above when he came on. James is joining us live from the States this evening and said, it didn't feel like, thank God, we got a goal uh, when we scored. It felt like, let's go on and get a win, a definite difference uh, in my eyes. And we did look the side more likely to do it. And like I say, when that when that Eden shot 
the second one got blocked and looped into the air. From my angle, it looked like someone had headed it over the keeper, so I actually thought it was going in, so I got very excited uh, for a bit. Sam said, I thought we looked okay on Tuesday. If we can improve uh, in the main factors of our game, we may get a result on Saturday. You mentioned him earlier, uh, Mark. It was a full debut for Kane Ramsey coming in on uh, on the right. Um, yeah, what did you make of him before he went off injured? I liked him. I, I did. I, I, I liked his desire. I, he wanted the ball. I thought he had... Um... A decent game and I mean the thing is saying about Lincoln being a bad team and they were but what they managed to do is take the sting out of us when we were really pressing after about sort of like 75 to 80 minutes and I thought to myself you know we were really building pressure they managed to take the sting out by going down and rolling around and delaying the game and then it was a bit of, sort of like handbags going on and it sort of like that drew sort of like the venom out of our attack a bit and you know their goalkeeper was giving it a bit to the um to to the people in the lower north, saying oh it's going to be relegation after this, and so but he made some good saves, but they they did they managed what they had to do. I think they'll go back and go. You know what? That was a point earned by them. We may not think they deserve it. They'll think they've they've earned it. So, but they managed it well, which. Uh, was disappointing because we did have it did seem like we had momentum and it was wave after wave. But no, I like Ramsey. I thought Karoy did well, but it's a weird thing because I was talking to my mate who was sitting next to me and so we're watching it and said Karoy was getting himself into some really good positions with no one near him and wasn't receiving the ball at all. And it's whether they weren't trusting him or but he was making space, looking for the ball, making himself open. And then we were sort of like coming sideways, coming back, and he was making more space. And I did feel a bit for him thinking, we're saying, like, why do, why do they not trust him? But I don't know. With I like I liked his um, athleticism in the midfield. I thought, you know, Dobson, that was the one. See, seeing Dobson out there, I think that lifted the crowd. Seeing Chuck's name on the um, team sheet for on the subs bench also gave a bit of a lift. So I think it was almost... Okay, so that was Nathan's first um, home game, but I think there was a kind of like a palpable change you could you could feel from people when you looked at that team. Um, Tanai on the left, I'm not Watson's biggest fan at all. Didn't think he did too badly on that side. I understand about Terrell; he was being he got the ball and, but he, he didn't really have an outlet. We had space on the wings, but we didn't really use it properly. So I think. That was limiting us a bit by having our fullbacks not as advanced as they would normally be, or not having a winger on that side. Because I think there was space available, but everything seemed to be very concentrated in the middle. So it made it look like quite a scrappy game. And I think, mm. we, I mean, we got away with one with Terrell when he headed the ball onto Karoy's back. And that was one of those ones which a couple of weeks ago, their guy would have swallowed it up and scored. Like we you know, we got away with that one. Didn't get away with a second mistake, but uh, no, I think there were positives. And like I say, I don't know. Obviously, with his injury, whether they'll swap Ramsey back and put Eden on the left again and Tanai on the right. You know, obviously, I'd like to see a Simwe on the right over Watson, but because I think if if could play in Karoy, I think Karoy and the Simwe play well together because they've mm. got that history of playing together all through the youth. So. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Um, Dan's saying uh, there were signs uh, from that second half, but remember that was helped by the injury-prone Chooks and Kamara coming on. We can't rely on those two players. We need more from the rest. And that's why I mean, it, it, if the game was turned on its head and we played 
that well for the first 20 minutes and that badly for the last 70 or 665, wherever, wherever the breakdown was, you know, we would have felt very differently about it. But that's, that is how we're going to be now for the rest of the season. I think, I, I think we're going to try and stick in games, bring on the likes of Chooks, Kamara, whoever, Ladapo to try and, to try and get points. And that's what we'll be trying to do towards, uh, towards the end uh, of games. Uh, Dean Chapman saying, um, Jones played a typical league one team, big, strong and bullied the opposition. We looked aggressive, uh, for the first time uh, in ages. Right, let's have a listen then to what the Addicts boss had to say uh, after the game. I spoke to Nathan Jones in the press room at the Valley. Uh, these are his thoughts on the 1-1 draw with Lincoln City. It's a point against Lincoln this evening. How did you see it? I I, I thought we were the better team. Second half, I thought we were we were outstanding. You know, I've, I want us to play front-footed, be aggressive, athletic, tried to create chances, tried to take the, the, the game to the opposition and we did that second half and it's a young group but everything I've asked of them they've, they've responded and I thought we were excellent tonight. Yep, we'd have liked to have run the game, you know, I think they'd one shot on target um, which, you know, is tending to happen to this team at the minute. Things are going in, you know, um, but I, I thought I thought we were excellent, I, re- I really do and, I, and that's just only a start, and it's only a point but... I saw a lot tonight that, I, that I'm pleased with. He only looked like one team that looked like they might have won it in that second half and it felt like if he'd gone on another few minutes, that goal was coming. Well, yeah, but look, we had 100 minutes to, uh, or 101 minutes to, to, to win the game. What we got to do is, not every, at the minute, everything's going in, like people are scoring you know, real good goals in terms of that. But if they keep that level of performance, that level of energy, that level of aggression in terms of everything... We'll, we'll win games because we'll be very difficult to play against and that's what's really pleasing because Lincoln are in really good form they're well coached well drilled they're aggressive they have threats but look we were better tonight yeah, it's only your second game obviously it's another game without a win but you have to take the positives from that performance and hope they take that into Saturday look they won't, this, won't, this won't just change overnight like, but what we have to do is we want to turn into the team that we want to turn into like, and we will turn into that team now, how quickly depends on the team depends on everyone getting behind everything and and that because these are a young group you know and I understand sometimes that we got booed off at half time like come on this is a young group this is a young group that grafts and gives everything second half we came out and gave them performance that that they should go home and thought hang on there's, there's something happening here so let's let's get behind this group because it's a young group it's an honest group I can guarantee you I've been, I've been in football 33 years and the, the one thing about this group is it's honest. And and that's all he can ask. The honest, the hard work. You look, see some of the performances tonight. Carnu, Croy Anderson. These are young academy play, academy players that have come through. It's, you know, it could be something really, really good happening here. Yeah, the reaction you got from the fans at full time, I guess, showed that they saw what they wanted to see in that second period. Absolutely, and I understand sometimes the frustrations. But look, he's no God-given right just to win a game. You're not going to just roll over teams. You have to earn it, and they did in the second half. And bear in mind, they had one shot, and it was a great strike. You know, and that's what's happening to this team at the minute. Things are going in like against them, and they showed character tonight to come back. They didn't let their heads drop, and they were excellent in the second half. You know, and people that came on and people performances, Dobson and 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 Jones and people were just just excellent. And I'm really proud of that. And look, Kane as well made his debut for us tonight. Just got him in from Harrogate, you know, and just really, really, real good signs for, for going forward. And the firepower you're able to bring off the bench as well is another good sign going into the end of the season. Well, absolutely. And we, look, we, we, we made that you know, calculated decision. Obviously, Chucks gives you certain things, but Freddie, Freddie hasn't scored in five. He started five games, hasn't scored. And then we pulled him yesterday and said, 
Might try, try something different, you know. Bring him off the bench. Game opens up a little bit, a bit more space. And what a decision that was. Yeah, the man of the strikers won. We've seen him do that against Charlton a few times over the years, but that was a fantastic goal. Yeah, well, I haven't seen him doing training yet, but he's uh, he's done it today, so he kept it. So I'm uh, I'm happy. But look, really, really pleased tonight. Look, I want to win the game. We we have to get better in possession in in certain things. We have to our execution has to be better. But I saw a side today that, that that wants to graft for Charlton, and that's just all we can do is is, is just do that start. Chuck's coming off as as you said was off the bench was a, a massive uh, improvement for you as well. Absolutely, but you know he's, he has real quality and uh, know how, and he did, and he gave us that impact. And thought we, you know we might nick it at the end and and so on. But but oh, I have to look deeper than just a result and deeper than just second half. And thought, did we try the things I, I'm working on? Did did we do everything I asked? And we were, and we were a really aggressive side tonight. We went after them, you know, in terms of stuff. And it's, only, and it's a young team. That's what you have to remember. It's a young young team, so they're gonna. They're going to make mistakes, but they're going to learn and learn from those mistakes because we will debrief and, and show them what they did. And as long as they take them on board, then some of these are going to have some wonderful careers. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police-checked fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk. Hello, fellow addicts. I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich. It has six pub of the year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Charlton fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Just for the break there, we heard from the Addicts boss, Nathan Jones, after the draw with Lincoln City uh, at the Valley. We're going to turn our attention to the Bolton game shortly. I just want to bring a couple of things uh, to your attention. Well, one thing to your attention, then we'll talk about Dobbo, which obviously we've uh, got to have that conversation as well. But uh, you may have seen Tracy Lieburn uh, tweeted a photo of herself with the players um, today. Uh, they've uh, been generous in their donations uh, towards the PSA testing event 
uh, that's going to be at the Valley next week against Portsmouth. So it's testing uh, PSA. It's sort of like a uh, something to look out for in terms of prostate cancer. So uh, Tracy's been raising money for that. The event next uh, next week, we'll see hundreds of people being tested uh, at the Valley. So yeah, if you look on our Charlton Live Twitter page, I've just retweeted uh, the details if you want to throw some money towards that event as well to help uh, cover the costs because it's um, something they've done for a few years down at the Valley now and it's literally saved lives. So uh, make sure you get involved with that and well done to the players there for uh, donating and standing alongside Tracy uh, for the photo there. Those of you watching uh, on YouTube. Right, Tom, when we were talking on um, Sunday morning on the show, uh, on Saturday evening, uh, both myself and Richard were reporting a pretty well-known rumour at, at that point anyway uh, about George uh, was, was set to jet off on the Monday to Hungary to sign for Fervor, uh, the addict skipper. Uh, obviously a move that had been on the offing for a while. Um, then it got to... Sunday morning, maybe about an hour after the show, and the Hungarian club released uh, details that Cholton had actually pulled out of the deal at the very, very last minute. Um, and George is now staying until the end of the season at least. So we've seen a photo of the addict skipper holding the Fahavar shirt, and they say he's going to join them uh, at the end of the season in the summer in July. Um, Nathan Jones says he wants him to stay. So whether that's a pre-contract that you can either get out of or you can somehow pay your way out of, I'm not sure. But yeah, short term, first of all. I mean, it's great. We needed him. We saw that on, on Tuesday night. Yeah, what what a difference he makes. And it's, I find, still find the whole thing absurd. I can't remember if I've been on a pod when we've spoken about him or not. I know obviously wasn't on Sundays, but the the whole thing to me is is ridiculous. Um, they've got their kind of AAA policy or whatever they're they're claiming to have, and if he doesn't fit in that or doesn't fit in that in the position that he does, then we're doing some pretty good recruitment in the summer, as far as I'm concerned, for him to be down the pecking order because I haven't got the stats in front of me, but I imagine he's in the the top ten across the league for a lot of those defensive midfield stats about interceptions, about tackles, about all of that sort of stuff. And to me, he seems to be the lifeblood of this team. I don't think he's the best player we've had down here for for a long time. I'm, I'm not suggesting that for a second, but the, the passion he's got, that he is a good player at, at this level and, and the desire he's got. And again, this might be ridiculous because I know it's a short career and players will move if the offer's right, but he seems to really want to be here as well. And he seems to care about Charlton as much as a footballer does. So I find the whole thing bizarre. And if, if it is Scott, or whoever in the in the ownership team or leadership team not thinking he's at the level or having a falling out or whatever, as I said on Tuesday night, swallow your pride if you've got any and, and accept that you've made a mistake because to my mind, we're a better team with Dobbo in it and I can't see us making enough signings in the summer that I wouldn't say that again at the start of August when we kick off next season either. So I find it very, very strange. I'm delighted he's here still for the rest of this season because a bit like Chucks, that might be the difference between League One and League Two next year. Mm, yeah. Um, Mark, I mean, Tom's referenced it there. Obviously, if you look, if you heard Nathan's comments, um, both on Monday before the game and then on Tuesday evening after the game, it, it, it does sound like he certainly 
had a very big part to play in that decision. Has he gone and overruled someone? You know, obviously these these are questions we're asking about what's going on in the background that are never going to be answered. But that's the way it feels when you when you hear what what Nathan had to say that he's almost stepped in to make that decision. And um, what what does that say to you about about sort of the not the power struggle at the club, but but how how things are influenced behind the scenes at the club with the likes of the technical directors, sporting directors, whatever, and and the manager now who's coming as manager and not head coach. Well, I think it shows that we've got a manager who wants to manage and coach and isn't happy just to go, OK, then you just tell me which players I've got and I'll just do my best with them. It's a player who's looked, it's a manager who's looked at our team and gone, right, what are we missing in the midfield? Right, we need someone who's going to be workman, who's going to do almost a role. We've talked about it before with Dobbo. He almost does sort of like three people's job across midfield. And so towards the end of a game and he's, Sprinted back and made a good block on a on a um, one of the Lincoln players, and you're thinking, and that's what it that's what it shows to have a player like that because, you know, you could name half a dozen of the midfielders we've got at the moment, or even the one who went up to Scotland. Would they have sprinted back and made that block? No, of course they wouldn't. You know, and we would have been looking down the barrel of a two-one loss. Um, he had obviously he, he obviously didn't let it beat himself up over it. It was his mistake for their goal. But for what he brings to the team, I think you've got to look at it and say, yeah, we need Nathan Jones to go to whoever he's got the ear of and say, look, this is what you need to offer him to stay and he will stay and we can build a midfield around him and it will be a good midfield. I think I agree with Tom. I think if you wonder who they're thinking would come in and replace him and do that job, Oh, yeah, it's a crazy one. So you're hopefully mm. Nathan's his own man, and he's got he's got a, a conviction, and I think it shows in a way he's on the sidelines, and I think it probably will show in a way he's dealing with the people above him to say this is what we need. You know, if you want to let him go, fine. You know, wherever you got a map to Grimsby and um, places like that for next season. Mm, yeah, Sid, uh, who to be fair is Dobbo's number one fan, said I think Dobbo will stay. Uh, if we offer him another contract that includes the money he wants and the years he deserves, he will stay. Dobbo loves the club. He doesn't want uh, to leave. Uh, she adds, uh, on Tuesday night, I saw the desire in his eyes uh, when I asked him to sign. He said, uh, I'm really trying uh, to me. I'm very hopeful. That's uh, that's good news. I'd love it if he uh, if he could stay. Uh, Dave saying that Dobbo and Charlton uh, is a good fit. Claire pointing out that he made a massive difference. Thank God for Nathan Jones. The whole thing uh was uh ridiculous uh as well all hell let loose saying dobbo uh is uh the new uh jacko excellent right let's turn our attention to saturday shall we heading uh, up to bolton wanderers in the first of our three fixtures against sides uh, in the top three uh, of the division there's loads of really good team chat in the in in the comments here uh, so i'm almost making a mental note to come back to some of them the likes of uh, coventry and and uh, Louis Watson missing out, and and uh, obviously uh, Alfie May's form. So we'll we'll talk about that later. But let's uh, let's bring in Ben uh, from Trotter Chatter, the number one rated Bolton uh, podcast. I'm sure they'll tell me uh, to tell us all about Ian Everett's side. Ben, how you doing? All right? Not doing too bad, mate. I yeah, not too bad at all. Um, how's how's the season gone? If that's not too easy of a question, because it's going better than ours, to be fair. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to really argue third place with a few games in hand um it feels weird though i feel like a few people would still say we should be doing better than we are there's been a few silly losses in there like lost to reading early on lost to bristol rovers around christmas like games we should have won but 
given given your guys' situation, it feels a bit disingenuous to start saying it's not going well. Um, I, I can't I can't really complain. It's like it's little things, but I mean, third division at this point of the season, it's you're not going to turn it down. You're not the first uh, team who've been on this show who are up there and are still saying they should be doing better. <laughs> so, uh, and I think there's an argument we would be. We some of us would say we could be doing worse. So uh, we're very much at the other end. But you mentioned it's little things there. What what sort of stuff is it? Because we've been saying, and obviously we look stupid for saying this now, that it's not a very good standard of league. So I yeah. think a bit like you, we kind of expected to not run away with it against the likes of you and Pompey necessarily, but I thought there'd be a group of us way above everybody else. Is that what it is for you guys? Is that what you're finding frustrating, that you should just be secure in that top two by now? Yeah, definitely. Like like I said, these these, these smaller losses, like I one of the Bolton's biggest things is against, I don't mean to sound harsh, teams in Charlton's position. Um, we We don't always turn up. We sometimes take it a bit for granted. Um, I think our, the way we play, trying to keep the ball very secure, doesn't necessarily lend itself to to the games where we should really be be looking to press a team, looking to sort of put teams to the sword. Um, but I think I if you ask a lot of Bolton fans, you we'd sort of say we should be up about where where Pompey are at the minute, points wise. Like I, I agree. I think. I think it's a much weaker division than the last year's. I think, I think Ipswich obviously showing how well they're doing in the championship now. Um, I pre-season we all sort of expected, or I don't want to say demanded, but promotion was definitely the aim. Um, and it's it's just these these small things where I feel like we could we could be top now, but it is these it's these games where we're going into it. And it's almost like we're not wanting the win as much as the other teams. Hey, Ben, uh, two questions. Um, First of all, how, how high did you raise your eyebrows when you found your stadium was going to be called the Tough Sheet Stadium? Um, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they're, they're a local business. They're putting money in the club. It, you know, it, it's it could have had a better name, but it could it, I'd say it could be worse. It probably could. Um, I just don't know what they have to call it. Yeah, just joking with it. Um, so you go up uh, for next season. Would you say you would need to bring in like, a handful of players or do you think you'd have to almost bring in a new team to battle in the championship and not be a yo-yo? I think I, def- we'd, I'd say somewhere in between. Like We've got a few players that I think could definitely make the step up. So I... Uh, Ricardo Santos, our captain, he, I think he could definitely play in the championship. Um, luckily for you, he's injured at the minute, so you don't have to worry about him. Um, Josh Sheehan is our number eight. Um, he, the way he dictates the game, I think. So I think the way we play could be potentially more suited to the championship than League One. Um, like, there's a lot of uh, football, sort of anti-football teams um, just sort of come into potentially just because of where we are in the league and the way we play, just coming to stall the game out, see if they can nick a goal and just frustrate us. Like, I think it was Cheltenham last season with time wasting from the second minute. It's taken them it's taken about 30 seconds for someone to even go and take a corner, like let alone actually, let alone actually play football. 
Um, but others, I, we still definitely need some signings. Like with there's there's some positions that I'd be a bit skeptical about if we didn't strengthen them if we go up. But I think we're we're reasonably well suited. Like we'd st- we'd need we'd need to put a bit of money in to stop us being in being in a position where we could be like like Sheffield Wednesday are this season. How how are you going to get on then without? So you've you've got a bit of a, an injury list. Um, you know, you mentioned Santos, who always plays well. Um, Dion Charles is out now. Yeah. Um, it's looking like Baxter's out. Um, George Tomasin is suspended. So how how do you think you will handle sort of that spine of your team being ripped out? Because I mean, in Dion Charles, that's your top scorer. In Santos, he's one of the best defenders in League One. So, what's your backup like? Are they as, as bad as as ours? Uh, they're. They're not too bad. To be fair, with with Dion Charles, we've we've just signed Aaron Collins from Bristol Rovers. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not a bad backup to have to have on the bench. But um, in terms of in terms of Baxter being out our keeper, Coleman is he's not he's not as bad as other backups we've had. Um, we've had some that didn't didn't know whether on goal line was. But um, it, I'm definitely not as confident with him in goal. Um, and then we've signed. Caleb Taylor on loan from West Brom, who's sort of a centre-back cover for for Santos, who I mean, Cheltenham rated him very highly last season, but also Cheltenham weren't as high up as we are right now. Um, so it's it's definitely a weaker team. And then Thomason, um, he's, he's go- the way he's going, he's going to be suspended for more of the season than he's played. Um, <laughs> but I... Uh, the midfield's probably the strongest part of our teams. So with him being out, I'm not necessarily too worried, to be honest. Mm, well, there we go. Well, thanks for the uh, update, Ben. I'm, I'm feeling a lot more confident than I was uh, about six o'clock this evening before someone <laughs> sent me all that Bolton team news. So hopefully we'll be able to take advantage of that. But um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not making any promises because we always lose against you lot. Well, best <laughs> of luck, regardless. Um, cheers. Not, not, not too much, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Cheers. Right, uh, Ben. Thanks for joining us. Good to have you on. And uh, yeah, may the best team win on Saturday as long as it turns out to be us somehow. <laughs> See you later. There we go. That's Ben uh, from uh, Trotter Chatter who's uh, bringing us the good news. That half their squad is out injured or suspended, uh, which means we will have a chance. But it is a very, very good Bolton side we're playing uh, on Saturday. Let's hear the addicts boss then uh, look ahead to it. Then we'll discuss it ourselves. This is what Nathan Jones said uh, when speaking uh, earlier on this afternoon, uh, looking ahead to Saturday's game at Bolton. Going to the squad on Tuesday. How did he come through the game? Yeah, fine, no problem at all. And any fresh injury concerns following Tuesday's game? Well, look, we 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 had to um, replace sort of Kane Ramsey, so we're, we're assessing him, see how he is, and then we, we'll know more in the coming days. And Bolton and the opposition come into the game in, in good form. What sort of test will they pose? Well, an excellent one there, you know, right up the top. They're going for automatic promotion there. But the manager's been there a few years, so they're well-drilled, know what they're doing. They've been promoted from League Two. They've had a little bit of continuity in everything last year. So they've got a really, really good side. So it's a, a, the toughest test, you know. Um, they know what they're doing. We have to travel there and uh, and, and, and make sure we, we are the best version of us. Otherwise, you know, it, it, it'll be a tough, tough game. And you mentioned that stability they've had over a period of time. How's how's that helped them build to where they are? Well, this is exactly what what's helped them. You know, if you if any manager has been there over a period of time, helps helps you to build something. So, um, you know, he's he's an excellent manager, done really really well and really well at that football club. As I said, got him promoted. Um, I think they, they were a bit unfortunate last year, and now they they've shown they're stronger again. So they've improved, you know, year in year out, and 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 the stability they've got has really helped that. 
And the crowd really played that their part in that second half uh, on Tuesday. Uh, how will they help again on Saturday against Bolton? Well, they will. However many travel, you know, any support we get is 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 vital. You know, we're going up to a place that's that's tough. There'll be a decent crowd there. It's a team that's playing well. That knows what they're doing. So, you know, we're going to have to be, as a football club, the best version of ourselves. Uh, yeah, hi, Nathan. Just in terms of Bolton, first of all, they've got the best home league record in the league. Um, what, what what do you admire about them? How much, how much do you kind of worry about what the opposition do compared to what you do on a match day? We don't worry about it. What we do is make sure that we know opposition strengths and, and, and things, but we also have to have a real big emphasis on what we do, and that's that's what we have to do. We have to now build something where we implement our style on people, um, and and that's that's the focus. That's what we have to build, and that's what we have to do. Look, Bolton are a side, as you said, has been a real continuity over the years and tried to implement their style on a football game. That's what happens with, with time. Um, for me... I, I want us to, to go out and to know people's strengths, to be able to combat that, but also then to impose our strengths on them. Ian Everett's been there a long time as well, and that longevity obviously can count for a lot. You can build something, can't you? Well, exactly. That's that's what does. Ultimately, um, time, if you, can, if, if you get results, you buy time, and time buys good work and, or produces good work, and, 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 and that's just the way, the nature of the beast. With Chooks and Ike, so good to see him back. The crowd were lifted straight away when he came on and even warming up. Do you expect, I guess the plan is hopefully Chucks will at least be an option for you for more and more minutes as you go along between now and the end of the season. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, we want everyone. We want everyone to be fit and available. You know, not just Chucks. It's not just about Chucks. It's about everyone. We've had some people out. Kamara's back. You know, we've we've hopefully heck won't be long. And then we've got real strength to to choose from. But we're going to demand from them. You know, they, they put in a big shift the other night. So, you know, we've uh, we've 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 prepared. We're going to prepare well to go into Bolton and 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 to prepare really well for a tough game. I don't know if I can ask you just quickly about Terry Taylor. A little while back, he was back playing uh, games, sort of beginning to get his fitness back up. And where, whereabouts, just roughly, is he? Is he still okay? Yeah, he's fine. He's back fit and training well. Okay. And you said with Kane, you're, you're going to wait and see. Is it a hamstring? Issue or was it cramp or what was the? Well, we're waiting to find out. He's just had a really stiff hamstring, so we're waiting on scan results to find out if it's just stiffness or if there were any kind of damage. And that's that. You know that 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 that's we've we've assessed that yesterday, and now I'm just waiting on results. Okay, that's Nathan Jones uh, looking ahead to the game uh, with Bolton, giving us a bit of a team news uh, update as well. There came Ramsey. We're still we're still waiting to find out the extent of his injury, which will be a a concern, of course, Tom. Uh, so there's a few things I noted down um, on, uh, on on my notes uh, after looking at the team news myself. So one one bit that was maybe not the place you thought I would start, but Jake said it in the chat as well. Said I thought he, he thought it might have been a statement. Uh, from Nathan Jones to send a signal to the prima donnas, uh, Louis Watson and Coventry were dreadful at Reading. I hope to see them uh, back for Bolton. Uh, so those two were both out of the squad. Um, a lot of people saw them just doing their, their running before the game. That tends to be what happens when you're not in the squad, but also not injured. You're just out there just getting some laps in. So there was there was no injury for them or anything like that. They just weren't in the side. So in, in that middle of the park, is that is that an area of the... The team you were surprised to see those two not involved with, you know, Anderson playing instead. Is that something you'd like to see change for Saturday or were you happy with how, how that worked out, Tom? Uh, I was surprised. I was surprised Dobbo was back in given everything that had happened over the weekend. 
I was certainly surprised Karoy started, but as Mark said earlier, and a few people have, I thought actually he did pretty well and that was one of his better games. Um, the only one I wasn't really surprised was in there was Backinson, and I thought he was awful. Um, so, yeah, largely I was surprised by how we shaped up. I, I don't, I haven't been impressed with Coventry so far, but obviously it's very early days and he's a young player, so I'm not going to get on his back. I wasn't at Reading, sadly, but from the sound of it, Louis Watson wasn't brilliant, and that's really disappointing because I, I have been impressed with him when I've seen him. So, no, largely I'm not surprised at the changes. Uh, sorry, I was, was surprised at the, at the changes he made, but I think it kind of made sense at the same time. So, I think as a lot of people are in the chat there, it's really hard to tell what he's going to do. Uh, if it was me, just based on Tuesday night, Backinson would be coming out because I, I, I just didn't think he was very good. And, and Anderson maybe just to protect him, not because he did anything wrong. Um, but then the question is, you know, people keep talking about us not being a 3-5-2 side and wanting to try and play the diamond. He's obviously held off for a little bit, but has there been time? You'd imagine not in the in the past few days to, to switch to that. And if you do, then you're looking at a, a whole list as well. So, yeah, I, I think there will be changes in there because he's trying to work out what his best 11 is and he probably hasn't had enough time to figure that out yet. Who it's going to be is anybody's guess, as everybody's saying. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was further changes again ahead of Saturday. Mm, yeah, Spamfist saying he'd like to see Connor Coventry coming in for Tyreek Backinson, keep Karoy uh, in the side. Johan says that Anderson is a central defensive midfielder, not an offensive uh, one. Um, yeah, Andrew's saying we need to keep the ball better uh, against Bolton. Paul's saying, I predict it won't be tough sheet for us. Uh, a boring game and a streaky three points come on you, Reds. Yeah, it's the tough sheet stadium, as Mark uh, mentioned there to Ben. It's um, I'm definitely going to slip over, uh, slip up over that at some point over the weekend, uh, so that'll be embarrassing. Uh, Moses has emailed saying, I know the team aren't playing uh, the level we expect from Charlton in League One, but the fans need to stick with them until the end of the season uh, to help keep us up. Any points from the next three are a bonus. Then we need to go on a run against those teams uh, around us. So... Uh, have you set a target for these three games, Mark? I mean, it is the top, the top three in the division. Two of no. which are away. We've won, we've won one game away all season. Um, what we can't see these as free hits because we're into the last. What are we on now? Fifteen, fourteen games left of the season, so we we can't see them as free hits. But at the same time, we can't go into it thinking right, nine points coming up that will see us home. No, I, I had me um, fingers burned at Christmas. In our show we did before Christmas, looking at those four games and the way we think planning it on a four-game thing, you can't look at it like that in every shape. It's literally just going to be next game, next game, next game, and not think, oh, maybe if we can get a point here and then three points fair. It's literally going to be look at Bolton, don't look at anybody else who we play afterwards. It it, it makes no no odds it's one result at a time. It's as literally as simple as that because you start thinking, oh, it's okay because we lose fierce and we've got them to play. The way we've played, we've been beaten by some god-awful teams this season and, you know, you've turned up thinking, well, we should get something here. We should get something here. Or we, sh we should get a, a point or three points, whatever. And we haven't. So it's, abs you know, absolute dross in this league and we've been beaten by absolute dross because we've been absolute dross. So one game at a time, look at Bolton, see where you are after that. Um, possibly I'm thinking uh, Ramsey's not going to be back. So that's for thinking, do you put a Simwe in there, like I said, or maybe Eden on that side and put Terrell out on the left? It's, 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 he's got options. So I agree 
uh, Bakerson, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even put him a coach. I'd, I've I've seen nothing about him. I wouldn't start Pan. Obviously, I don't think he's fit enough to start. So I think if Louis Watson comes in with Dobbo, I think the two of them actually work well together. I think possibly the game Watson came in against Reading with Coventry and it didn't work out because some players just can't play together as well. So, and I think when I've seen Watson alongside Dobbo, they've looked, you know, pretty good together. And, you know, like Ben was saying, they've got a guy here in midfield who likes to dictate play. But that's why I'd probably keep Karoy and say to Karoy, right, your job is, is like Kerbs used to do with Keith Jones. Give him someone to man-mark and Keith Jones would man-mark the life out of them and not give them the opportunity to dictate a game and say to Karoy, right, wherever this guy goes, you you go with him. I want you closer than his shadow. You know, if he goes off the pitch for a wee, you go with him. So it's mm. that kind of that kind of tactical thing. So you know, you can't change it too much, but one game at a time is the only way I, I would look at it. Yeah, I mean, Sam uh, put in the chat saying, I can't believe after signing 100 midfielders, we've gone back to playing Anderson. He's got loads of enthusiasm, uh, but not quite ready yet. Obviously, the other, the other part of the pitch, we need to talk about strikers now. So as Jake points out, it's one in 11 for Alfie May. Uh, he'll start scoring if we play him in that deeper 10 role. If we leave him as a number nine, I've got no hope. So when he was playing up alongside Dan in obviously the first hour or so against uh, Lincoln on Tuesday. We weren't getting the ball that near to him. When Chooks came on, and if he was still up there, I imagine we would have got the ball a bit nearer to him. Um, so again, there was a suggestion in the chat about maybe uh, bring, bringing Alfie off the bench or, or bringing someone else to, to start and, and then Alfie playing alongside them. I mean, there's choices to be made there. No no one's going to suggest we start Chooks and EK, so let, let's just rule that out unless unless they got a death wish for this uh, for this football club. Um, so Ladapo, Kanu, May, anyone else? How, how do you sort of mould that front, assuming it's a front two, uh, Tom, with a 10 behind them? How, how do you fit everyone into these positions? I'd start Chucks and EK. No, I'm joking. I'd... Uh... To be honest, I think you can't drop mate. I know I said that it was the right decision to bring him off, but he's got to be in that starting lineup because, as you said earlier, like he'll just get a chance out of nothing and and it will come back. I like the idea of him in a ten behind Ladapo and Kanu. I think maybe that would work. I know there's two then relatively big guys up front, um, but we have to remember that you know Dion Charles is obviously a very very good player and loves a goal, but. For me, Santos is the bigger miss for them, certainly against us, because I can't remember a Bolton game we've had where he hasn't been man of the match. He just is outstanding against us every single time. So with him gone, if we do get a couple of players who've got a bit of pace, who got a bit of strength in them, um, I think that maybe they can do something. And we may in behind in that number 10, then you've got three potential goal scorers there. Uh, I quite like Ladapo coming off the bench. That's the problem. And if that's the case, like you say, you can't start Chuck. So then you have to probably go with, with May and Kanu up front, which is, it, it, as you said, didn't really work. But if you've got if you've got all three of them on the pitch and you've still got Chucks to come off the bench, you've still got the likes of Tyrese to come off the bench wide, I still think it gives us options if we are behind going into that second period. So that would maybe be the way to do it. If you are playing two up front, which I, I do want, I think possibly that would work. But uh Again, it's Nathan Jones. He seems to be changing things up, so we'll probably see Terry Taylor up there or something. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's wait and see. But that that would probably be where I'd go, I think. 
Yeah, Dan says, uh, agree May uh, in the 10 behind Kanu uh, and Ladapo. Jake says, I'd agree with Tom uh, on that. If when Ladapo's uh, fitness improves for now, I'd stick uh, with uh, May behind Kanu. Yeah, they saying that Alfie needs to go. I, I, he'll be fine. Again, he, he hasn't had many chances. People saying he was getting frustrated on Tuesday and they found that frustrating themselves. But when you're a goal getter like Alfie and you, we've just cut the delivery into the area away from from that side i can understand why i'd be frustrated plus he he, he has very high standards out you can see he's a proper proper 100 percenter which again there's been a lot of players over the years we uh we haven't had that all hell let loose and maybe terry taylor in midfield for bolton I, I, I don't know if if i'm reading it differently but uh nathan didn't sound like massively infused um for uh for terry taylor when he, he didn't give much away when he was asked uh, by richard um so yeah we'll see right i think we've run out of time uh on this week's um big match preview um everyone ignore the spam in the chat trying to get you to send them money that's not from us as someone claiming to have run out of uh, gas um in the chat so I'll, I'll block that person um so yeah don't send them money uh send us money if you want um send it to tom um right uh yeah we've run out of time uh, this has been the, the big match uh, preview thanks for tuning in thanks for everyone who's joined us live uh, in the chat thanks also uh, to Ben from Trotter Chatter, who uh, joined us uh, earlier. Massive thanks to Tom and to Mark, as always. Good to speak to you, too. Cheers, well, mate. Cheers. Uh, good stuff. So we'll be back on Sunday morning with a reaction uh, to that game up at Bolton. Look forward uh, to speaking to you then. But I'm Louis Mendes. This has been Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. We'll see you again on Sunday morning. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.